Two people meet and fall in love. The love grows and they create a life together. Each believes, or wants to believe, that they are both interested in the same kind of relationship. Certainly, each believes that they are mutually committed to a partnership that will sustain and grow for a long time, maybe forever. And each believes that he or she has found a partner, a companion, and a friend, as well as a spouse and a lover. But then something happens. Over time, this wonderful relationship begins to struggle and falter as problems, confrontations, and crises emerge. More and more, the partners seem to be going their own separate ways. Each partner's behavior appears increasingly unfamiliar to the other, and pretty soon they are each privately longing for the good old days, when romance blossomed, communication was complete, and differences seemed non-existent. They work to recapture the rapture of falling in love, but its failure to reappear only magnifies the differences and conflicts that are beginning to seem insurmountable. Each feels betrayed by the other for failing to fulfill his or her dreams, and they both become disillusioned and angry as their hope for a satisfying relationship unravels. So they struggle through some form of physical or emotional separation, awkwardly and angrily confronting each other, with long periods of silence separating the trivial arguments from the earth-shaking crises. Other people are soon brought into the picture, as relatives, friends, and therapists listen to all the battle reports, offer sympathy and advice, and begin taking sides. And, finally, if the relationship becomes too intolerable, the couple will bring in two other people who care very little about love and connection, but who know a lot about divorce law. And, as the partners look at each other through the smoke and haze of all the legal jargon, each may ask, How could I have ever selected this person as my mate? What became of the lover I fell head over heels for? What happened? What happened was that, as they moved from the romantic bliss of falling in love to the harsh reality of building a relationship, they began to expose their own humanity. And it terrified them. Living together, experiencing their sexual vulnerability, creating a home, having and raising children, and confronting work, finances, illness, friends, relatives, and all the other stresses of everyday life became overwhelming. Because with each new conflict and crisis, they were exposed to their own shortcomings, limitations, and helplessness. All the physical, mental, and emotional qualities and feelings they consciously or unconsciously regarded as weak, unacceptable, and unfamiliar were now staring them in the face and experiencing this fear, anger, boredom, impotence, helplessness, selfishness, arrogance, disappointment, failure, success, and the hundred other very human qualities they regarded as unacceptable in either themselves or their spouses created a tension that seemed intolerable. Unconsciously, the partners asked themselves, "'What am I going to do with these unsuitable feelings?' I don't want to expose all of this stuff, even to myself, and I certainly don't want my partner to see them. More than anything else, I've got to protect myself. 
so to shield themselves against the exposure and vulnerability that would come with real closeness and intimacy, the couple began focusing on all the differences that would keep them at a comfortable distance. As long as their energy was devoted to proving how different they were, how much better, or even less, than each other, there was little risk that either partner would truly be seen. This couple began the inescapable process of using their differences to prevent themselves from experiencing an uncomfortable level of intimacy, exposure, and vulnerability. This is the process I call the difference game.